0: Welcome to the two read list. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 126 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby.
1: Hey.
0: My brother Andrew.
2: Bonjour.
0: And my husband Dolans, the sound recordist. Hello. Guys, we did it! We made it through 2023. We, we have existed done it. for 365 days. Excellent work, everyone. And now well, Thank you. I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna
3: step on anybody's parade like a giant that crushes parades. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That but we're how recording this far before the end of the year, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. You're
0: right, you never <laughs> yeah, know.
1: You're really jinxing it, Bailey.
0: <laughs> Guys, it's our last episode of the year. And do you know what that means? It's time for The Book and da,
3: da, We're graduating down. two more books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was perfect. Thank you for remembering the song. You're welcome. So this is the episode where we talk about our favorite books of the year. We reflect on how much we read or how much we should have read. And then we face our greatest fear, which is reading the scariest Uh, book on our shelves. But luckily, that's at the end.
3: Yes, it's at the end. But like the ghost of Christmas future, it hovers over it and poisons it from all sides.
0: (laughs) There you go. Guys, let's start with how much shame we acquired this year, which is to say-
3: Before we get into that, Bailey, did you acquire any more before this podcast?
0: I did not. I considered it, and I did not, so good job, me.
3: (laughs) Good, good. Hey, every little step forward is a step forward.
1: (laughs) I love that Buddhist saying.
0: (laughs) So, I have a list here of the number of books we all started with on the podcast and the books we have now. So... Let's. When you say
3: started with, do you mean years and years ago or this year?
0: I, Just for clarity. I have I have it all, guys. I am a meticulous note taker. But I meant like Sick. we started the podcast with a goal of finishing X number of books. And now we're at X number of books. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. I love it.
0: I'm going to spoil this. You guys are doing great and I'm doing bad.
1: I know. Great is pretty much imaginary for me. So
3: I know. You
0: know. Well,
3: great is real and tangible and true and brave and me.
0: <laughs> well, Toby, your imaginary uh, accomplishment. Toby, as Pedros might know, his list is less like physical books that he has to stare at and that stare down at him in shame. It's more of like mm, an amorphous list that he changes on Goodreads. So you started tw- yeah. in 2019 when we started the podcast with 49 books. Um, you went up a little bit for two years, you had 75 75 down to 48, mm-hmm. up to 52, and you are now at 35. But that's really just because you just called your list. You just went nuts.
3: I was going to say, there was a great culling,
1: culling in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did the culling in response to many of the books that I read for this year, which, looking back for this episode on the books I read this year, I'm like, yeah, the list needed to be called. But anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you put a lot of ambitious ones on there. Also,
1: mm-hmm. guys,
0: Pejos, Toby read David Copperfield and didn't even talk about it on the podcast. So I feel like you should get some credit for that anyway.
3: He doesn't like to talk you know. about the books he reads, you know? He doesn't he doesn't need <laughs> any credit, Infinite Jest. It really pains me
1: every episode to do this.
0: <laughs> well, Andrew, in 2019 you started with 93 books. Uh, the next year you went up a bit to ninety-four. You went up again 101 down to 98 87 this year you are at 69 books nice
1: and there's nothing funny about that no there's nothing funny on a clean podcast
0: yeah <laughs> so from 93 to 69 you're making progress
3: yeah, yeah. I mean I'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm killing the game I don't I don't need accolades. <laughs> I just know that the grind is my own
0: reward it's true I mean to be mm-hmm. fair you read a lot of books this year um and then me I mean started at 125. <laughs> Then up to 143, 137, (laughs) 132, 125, and this year, 126. So (laughs) one Uh. more than I started with, what, like six years ago? But... I feel like...
1: And Bailey, you more accurately represent the human condition with your number of books. <laughs> oh no, true. You know, I live in a fantasy land. Andrew is the unattainable ideal. And you are the true life, the daily life of most humans.
2: Well, thank you. She is the people's princess.
0: So again, just to reiterate, yes. I have read a lot of books over those years. I've just acquired even more. <laughs>
3: You've ensured that the podcast can go on forever. It's true. Should you decide it (laughs) to.
0: Dylan, do you have any any stats for us?
2: Yes. I have everyone's... Spit those numbers. (laughs) I have everyone's page count from this year. Ooh.
1: I mean Bailey's always going to wipe us, wipe the floor with us. But I feel good about beating Andrew because I did start the year with a thousand-page book. I you, gonna, so.
2: you started with "Here's New York," though.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Which was mm. fifty-six pages. A notoriously not
2: thousand-page book.
0: I know because no. I've been trying to hit my Goodreads goal, and I listened to it. It was like thirty minutes on Audible. <laughs> Lies.
2: Uh, well, first off, who do you think read more pages, Andrew or Toby?
0: Andrew. I um, mean, no, sorry, Toby.
2: I think, yeah, I think I read too. more
3: if we were actually counting the books that I read that were on the podcast because I went back and mopped up a lot of the ones you <laughs> read, the ones specifically the ones you didn't like later. Yeah. But of the ones that were assigned to me, I bet Toby has me just because of Infinite Jest.
0: Infinite Jest, yeah. Yeah, Toby had
2: 5,157 pages. Andrew had 4,674.
0: So basically just one yeah. Infinite Jest. So, just,
2: just he was
3: one
0: <laughs> yeah. Infinite Jest
2: so, away.
3: So basically... The difference between me reading a 600-page book and him reading a 1,000-page book one time basically did it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But Bailey had
2: 6,880, so not that much more than Toby.
0: Yeah, I didn't have as many long wow. books this one year. One? And I had some shorter ones, so. I mean, I still beat Toby, though, right? Yep. Okay, good. few.
2: Only-, only
1: by a 1,000 pages, though. I just have to read Infinite Jest one more time. <laughs> we only gave out
2: one one-star review.
1: Ooh. I know what it was. Yeah, I I, I remember this one, so I. Can...
0: <laughs> I don't. What is it? What is it?
1: Ah, uh, it is uh, the the magical tome. Wizard's first poo. Wizard's first rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By Terry Badmean,
3: as
2: I believe what <laughs> <laughs> we in yes, our infinite
1: right. sharp tongues <laughs> deemed him.
2: The very yeah. good kind. Everybody. They're gonna
1: give us the Peabody, I think, for for Terry Badmean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you guys remember your five star reviews.
0: I actually do, and I didn't have very many. I think I had two. Uh, you had four. Really? Well, okay.
2: Wow. So
3: I thought I had very few this year, and then in, like, going through and trying to pick some of our superlatives, I realized there were a couple sort of throwaway five stars, if I can use yeah. an unkind term, that I think have padded my stats. So I think if I had to choose, I think I probably had the most five stars.
2: Well, Bailey, here's the thing. Bailey reads a lot. <laughs> So on average, you and Andrew equal out because he did two, you did four. He did Cry the Beloved Country, got five stars, and also The Waves because he had classy books.
0: I was going to say, are those really five (laughs) stars though, Andrew? How many times are you going to reread those books?
2: Are you just saying that because you gave Love Hypothesis five stars? Yeah.
0: I do not regret that.
2: Bill gave Love Hypothesis, Fat Witch Summer, True Biz, and Pride and Prejudice five stars.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Gotcha.
3: So yeah, I also did read read Fat Witch Summer and gave it five stars. So I think we're kind of about the same place.
2: Although it's funny, I was listening to the five star reviews. Guess who gave the most glowing five star review? Toby. Toby, he had one five star book this year. Oh. For
1: Kindred, right? For Kindred. Oh yeah.
2: To quote I... him, no. Oh, yeah. To quote him, no orcs.
1: Ooh! <laughs> see you save it up and you concentrate it into one five star review <laughs> that's how you do it then you'll be mean the rest of the time yeah and bailey to answer your question from a minute ago i don't i
3: might read the waves again because it's really short and like part of the fun of it is it's like a little puzzle box and cry the beloved country i don't know if i'll read it again but it is i stand by the five
1: stars
0: all right well nice guys, i think it's time for the main event The Book End Awards.
1: The Book End Awards.
0: So we have, what is it, five, six categories? And we'll just switch off um, and share. I'm going to burp. There we go. And and share which books won the awards for each of us. Who wants to start with the first category? Bailey. Ah, okay.
1: I surprised you (laughs) just now. But I'd also like to know which book surprised you the most.
0: Ooh, da 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 The book that surprised me the most was Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead by Olga Tokarczuk. This one Surprise. It was a great fast read. It was sort of a crime novel with a really interesting protagonist. And I think I ended up having some quibbles with the ending and giving it four stars. But I've been thinking about it since then. And when I was looking back, I was Mm. surprised I didn't give it five stars because it it was really good. And the writing was excellent. And It's almost like, you know, she deserved the Pulitzer Prize. So, yeah.
1: Ah. Well, she won the Nobel Prize, but that's fine.
0: Well, but she deserved the Pulitzer, (laughs) too, so just saying.
1: (laughs) And Andrew, did you know you win the Nobel for a body of work and not for an individual (laughs) work? I did know that, but they often cite a work in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Mm.
0: We should go back through all of the mistakes we made this year, too. How many times do we pronounce Matthew McFayden's last name wrong? Um,
1: McFadden.
0: Andrew, what book surprised you the most?
3: Um, The book that surprised me the most was *Cry the Beloved Country* because I really Hmm. thought that that little bad boy was going to be a slog, and I was surprised by how modern it was. I was surprised by how much I liked it. It's a relatively recent review, so maybe pages have it in your head, but like the whole part, like my whole review was, I thought this book was going to be a real dud, and it was it was really good. Or not dud. I thought it was going to be like a stodgy classic that you say you Mm -hmm. read versus like actually enjoyed like
0: homework kind of book yeah
3: right right
0: nice toby oh,
3: oh, oh. um yes
1: hey toby hey toby <laughs> Ignore what Bailey said. Toby, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, the book that surprised me the most, hate to say it, was Infinite Jest.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: You know, it was my Russian Rulist book. I was certainly afraid to read it. I was afraid of the page count. I had had my hard copy since I bought it in college and had not read it for good reason. And I expected it to be a slog. I expected it to be, you know, I had read some David Foster Wallace before and found it like torturously depressing depressing and it was torturously depressing in some parts but overall it's like i don't know it really surprised me at how weirdly hopeful some of it is and how much i really truly enjoyed this thousand page book so yeah surprised me mm. Mm.
3: so is all your answers going to be uh <laughs> to the infinite just so you remind us that we read it
1: that's a good question andrew but the next question is the book that you read the fastest so do <laughs> you think that was infinite just for me <laughs> maybe i don't know your life toby well I want to know what you read the fastest, Andrea. All right, I'll kick this
3: one off. So this one I think was a tie and Unfortunately, I have sort of a boring answer. It's not based on my like love of the book being enraptured in a story. It's literally that they were short books that I had to read very quickly for the podcast. So <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a tie for The Waves, which we've already referenced, a, a Virginia Woolf book that also surprised me a lot. It was one of my honorable mentions there. But then also Oligarchy by Scarlett Thomas, my first book of the year, I believe. Mm. I think uh-huh. I read in a day and a half. These are both like day and a half books. And uh, also, uh-huh. it was a surprisingly good book.
0: Nice. Nice. um,
3: Toby, I'm sending it back to you. I don't care about the rules. What did you read, The Fastest
1: Infinite (laughs) Chest? Here's New York.
0: Uh, Yeah. Fifty six oh, yeah, pages. Yeah, <laughs> but I was
1: here in New York. I think I was. Uh, I didn't look at how long it was uh, on the audiobook, and I put it on when I was like running errands, and then like halfway through grocery shopping, I was done, and I was like, "Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this, is, I, I read, this book is over."
0: Like I said, I read it recently, and it's like thirty minutes on Audible, and half of it is an introduction. <laughs>
1: More than half of It's an introduction.
2: <laughs> you know it's bad when the episode reviewing it is longer ca- than the book than itself. The book itself. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I
3: feel so like this category a... initially was about the joy of reading a book because we like yep. bo- had an answer the first year that was like enlivening and now it's just like, well, gotta grind.
1: Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can change it next year to like the book that engaged you the most. I don't know. But Bailey, what was the book that you read the fastest?
0: So yeah, again, two answers. The one that I literally read the fastest because it was the shortest was The Prophet by Cahill Gibran, just because mm. it's yeah. super quick. Um, I think I read it in like 30 minutes. In the spirit of the question, the answer is The Love Hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood, as you guys have already referenced, mm. because I started it and I didn't stop reading until the book was done. So I oh, sat. Yeah, that's and,
3: that's, oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. a beautiful answer.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't say one sitting because I moved from the couch to my bed. But like, and I stopped (laughs) to like brush my teeth, but like, I read that whole book. I stayed up till 4 a.m. finishing it, so. That's, that's my answer. You know answer. a book
3: is good when you ruin your following day for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in the opposite vein, um, the book that you won't keep on your shelf, the book uh. that you read but you would not read again, uh, Andrew.
3: Oh, wow. Starting twice in a row. Okay, so the book that I will not keep on my shelf, I had the two runners for this. Snows of Kilimanjaro by Ernest Hemingway <laughs> was really just like, him figuring out what you like about him and not really getting there yet.
0: <laughs> but
3: that book was the book I have is a, is my father, so I'm not going to get rid of it. Yeah, better answer and my, my actual answer is tough by paul Beatty because mm. i can't really think of a book that i sort of nothing in retrospect about <laughs> like <laughs> i just i didn't even hate it enough to be like oh this wow. book when you tell people about it it's just kind of like it's fallen at the like most two and a half of stars mm. and so yeah wow. that one is the one most likely to not have a place in on the shelf fair fair
0: mm, makes
3: pop. sense And by Mbop, I mean Bailey.
0: What about you? So, yeah, the the one that's most recently in my mind is Sour Heart because we just reviewed that and, you know, I had some quibbles about it. But both of these books. Glowing review. (laughs) Both of these books I have put in the Little Free Library and both of them, I think, were three stars, but in retrospect, probably two. Anyway, so Sour Heart, the other answer is The Hotel New Hampshire by John Irving and as i said it's about <laughs> a weird family doing weird things and like i'm i wouldn't say i'm happy to have read it i'm glad i read it it's done i'm never <laughs> i'm not going to read it again <laughs> it was nutso world. A lot of incest in that book too. And so no, not again, but Toby,
2: what about you? Here's the thing. Billy's a woman of her words, but she says it's no longer on her shelf. She means it. Literally. That day. It's already God. no longer your shelf.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll surprise anybody. A book I hated so much. We gave it the year's only one star <laughs> review <laughs> and that I considered deleting from the Audible library. Wow. It's Wizard's first rule.
0: Just because you were ashamed and didn't want other people to read it?
1: Yeah, next level yeah. obliteration. I don't even want anybody else on that audible account to even click on it by accident.
0: <laughs> I want you to know that I, I never think that way. I never think who put this on the Audible? Oh, they're they're the worst. So I just won't tell you for next really? year.
1: Really? I think that all the time. Really? I'm like, who put this on the Audible? <laughs> Toby is Toby is very Although judgy I about can the Audible guess.
0: account. Oh uh, to be clear I can for usually guess. To be clear, um for Pejos, we all share one audible. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah. So we can we can look at it and guess who put what on. The audible yeah so i'll go you know from from zero to hero literally andrew who is cool. your favorite protagonist of the year
3: i'm just getting to
1: start all of these great you got to um i gotta
3: do it i have a split answer because you guys as, are, you guys ar- keep
1: giving two answers to all
3: these questions <laughs> well okay well here's the here's why this one actually makes sense my favorite protagonist is from a book that was not mine on the podcast but that i read afterwards uh-huh. but I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in later but my favorite protagonist, it's a classic. I don't think I'm gonna ruffle any feathers with this answer. I'll go with Lizzie Bennet from nice. Pride and Prejudice as my as my top protagonist. I had a lot of books I liked this year, but not a lot of protagonists I enjoyed. So mm-hmm. this was actually mm-hmm. kind of a difficult question because I liked Crime and Punishment. Raskolnikov was literally my biggest orc about it. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? So Lizzie Bennet gets the win. If I was picking a book that I enjoyed the protagonist the most, kind of a weird answer, I read after Bailey covered it on the podcast The Anthropocene Reviewed And I think John Green As a character In his own essays Is my favorite Protagonist Of the year
0: That's fair But I'll go
3: Lucy Bennett For my actual books Nice I like that And Toby Toby Toby
1: Tell me something About protagonist. My favorite protagonist, yeah, I I, I kind of had to comb through the list, but then I think this only took me a while because it, I read it a while ago. But my favorite protagonist is going to be Dana Franklin, the protagonist of Kindred. And I remember my review of it being a lot, you know, one of my big elves was about her. Uh, she's an incredible character. She's strong. She's practical. She's super smart. And she... The, the plot of the book could be very frustrating if there was a main character who kind of whined or kind of spent a lot of time being like, how is this happening? Well, you know, but she just basically buckles down and figures things out and figures out a way to exist in this nightmare situation. And then... Butler does this amazing thing where she just makes it harder and harder and harder for Dana. And so her very positive qualities of being able to deal with things on the fly become like strained to the breaking point. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Dana Franklin, Kindred, 100%.
0: Toby, I read this one. Well, I started it by the podcast, but I finished it. Also five stars, and I totally endorse that. I like I like Dana a lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I read it. I think it was maybe a four star for me, but I agree that Dana is like
1: the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bailey.
0: Uh, yes. Tell me
1: your favorite protagonist I besides mean, Dana Franklin.
0: I think the obvious, the true answer is Lizzie Bennet. But, you know, in an effort to do oh. something different, as you say, I pick two You're for You're going to give one. two answers? Yeah. What a surprise. I know. Um, the answer is Hillary Rodham by... Uh, From Rodham by Curtis Sittenfeld. And this is because I'm not saying that she's a perfect protagonist. I'm not saying that I want her to be my best friend or I want to be her in the way of Lizzie Bennett. But just I really liked the way Curtis Sittenfeld portrayed Hillary and like showed a different side to her. And it was very like, well, what if this happened? What if she hadn't married Bill? What do we know about her? And I thought that was really interesting. And I was along for the ride. So,
2: Hillary. So you're saying you're
1: with her.
0: I'm I'm with her. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: very good, Dylan. Very good.
0: All right. Well, speaking of characters, this is my favorite category. We have a sort of um, mm, family-friendly version of a certain game you might play with friends on a road trip. This is um, the character you'd like to kiss, marry, or lock in a wine cellar under Venice. Uh, Toby. Toby.
1: Kiss Mary, Locke in a wine cellar under Venice. I am going to kiss Zira, the chimpanzee researcher from the (laughs) Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, baby. She is demonstrably into humans, so that works. And it would be an experience, and she seems like a really nice...
2: Chimp. So (laughs) there. And as the movies have shown, it is really awkward when humans and monkeys kiss. I thought
1: you were gonna say, and as the movies have shown,
0: she's hot. She's
2: hot. (laughs) On the bottom part, and use her face in the old one.
1: (laughs) Yes. Good old hooser face in the old one. (laughs) I would marry Andrew Bevel from Trust so I could be a kept man in like the (laughs) early part of the night of the 20th century. I could just swan around going to different concerts and uh, building libraries and such. And I don't know, I think it would be a loveless marriage, but uh, he'd be used to that.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, having read that book behind you, she famously loved that part of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then again, maybe no surprise, I would bury Richard from Wizard's First Rule. I would bury him so fast and so deep, except uh, I would be mean to him while he was doing it and he'd probably like it. Which, uh, (laughs) listen to the review again and, and you'll understand what I mean. But yeah. (laughs) I love that we have a book that is so revile. It's just good to have (laughs) that energy. (laughs) It is fun. (laughs) Bailey, I'll send it right back to you.
0: Yes, the character I would kiss is Adam, the protagonist from Love Hypothesis. I don't want to marry him; he is not ideal. You mean Adam
1: Driver. You mean Adam well, Driver. okay.
0: Let me get to it. He is smart and caring and apparently handsome. Although
1: apparently I, I freaking Jack,
0: I want, I, <laughs> I want to clarify. He's got that, those
1: high pants. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys. I want to clarify <laughs> that I want to kiss the Adam I imagined in my head, not the Adam I realized was Adam Driver when I read the <laughs> acknowledgments. <laughs>
2: I know, I've heard he has an eight-pack.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that that character, very good. It's, it's always fun to, you know, read a romance. Mary, got to, Fitzwilliam Darcy. I think, you know, he's a little prickly at mm. first. You might say he's a little, you know, prideful. But then he's very loving. <laughs> but
1: that's your own prejudice speaking.
0: It's true. Yeah. And he loves me ardently, so.
2: Are you just saying that because your mm-hmm. mom wants you to do, though?
0: <laughs> uh, he does make, what is it? 10,000 pounds a year.
3: Bingley has 10,000 a year. I, I mean, think he has maybe even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Last but not least, the character that I would lock in a wine cellar under Venice is Lord Villiam from Lapvona by Autessa Oh, is, wow. Yeah. This,
2: but, he, but he would like it.
0: I was going to say, this is a character that's so bad that his name literally is villain. Lord Villiam. He is just yeah. disgusting and gross um, and cruel and all about himself. He's the... Um, sort of evil ruler of this weird medieval land um, and likes to torture people and he's the worst and so I would like to torture him and as Dylan said, he probably would like it. Um, Andrew, wow. what about you?
3: All right, so for my kissing buddy. That's what you call Jillian, right? <laughs> yes, that's what we said during our vows at our wedding when we pledged our lives together. <laughs> hey, kissing buddy. Take this freaking ring and do an Ollie on your skateboard. Dap. Dap. Um, So, my kissing buddy is Tempest from Fat Witch Summer, The Horse. Oh! oh the Horse. Heck. The Horse Familiar, <laughs> yes. who was sassy and was, I think, the thing I focused on the most in our review, our shared review of that, of that book. Um, so he gets a little smoochy.
0: I want to um, nice. give a shout out to that book in that the audiobook is out and there is a separate narrator for Tempest. Um, and also Lizzie Ives is working on the sequel. So yeah, there, there you go. go.
1: Nice. Nice. Andrew, I would just like to point out that you and I are both kissing sentient animals continue. <laughs> no.
3: Yeah, no, that's fine. Familiars can change shapes and whatever. It it's fine. Mm. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. I mean, while I, and for 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 Mary, I was really tempted to get in a throuple with Lizzie Bennet and Mr. Darcy, but instead, I've decided to marry Yale from The Great Believers. Ooh, um, oh. good A very sweet sort of put upon protagonist of, of, mm-hmm. of um, Rebecca McKay's book and the book that introduced your friend and my Rebecca McKay to the podcast of hers. Um, so he's my pick for <laughs> She had for a big that. year on the podcast. She yeah, really did. She did. And then I got creative with my lock in a wine cellar under Venice. I wanted to lock in together Raskolnikov and Kat- Lady Catherine De DeBerg from <laughs> Pride and Prejudice yeah. so that Raskolnikov is locked in with an old woman <laughs> who has a lot of money. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but also he gets punished by not being able to get out. So there's no answer for him. But those were my two most sort of reviled characters. The <laughs> first being reviled is mostly, it, he, he had some redeeming qualities, but you know, he is a murderer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's my answer. I love it. Uh, it does bring us to our final category of the bookends awards portion before we get into some games and fear inducing trauma game, <laughs> which is the best book of the year. Who wants to go first here? I don't feel like I can. I can tell somebody to tell their first, best book. They need to be ready. Who's ready for it? I know who. I, I know who should go first. Andrew should go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I will go first. <laughs> um, the best book of the year for me um, has come up on a couple of these award categories. The book is for my betrothed, Yale. My favorite book of the year was The Great Believers by Rebecca Makkai. Mm. It was just a great book. It was pretty early on in the podcast and it, in, in the year, and it was like, oh, gotta got a real winner early on um really enjoyed that book really enjoyed getting to know the new author though i will say i think my favorite book of the year outside of things i've covered was the anthropocene reviewed which is i think bailey only gave it three stars but it really connected with me so Hmm. had i been able to put that on that would have been my winner
0: well you love to review things
1: wow toby who gets the crown in your pageant it really pains me to say this because I become a caricature of myself, but it, it's got to be infinite jest. Oh my gosh, Toby! <laughs> David Foster Wallace.
3: Oh, but you didn't even give it. Five you did You gave one book yeah. five stars.
1: It, I know, and that's not I the know. best book of the year. <laughs> I know, I know. So here's the thing: I gave, I did, I give it four stars, and I stand by that review. But I think Bailey mentioned this about another book. Basically, like I haven't stopped thinking about this book. Mm. I really enjoyed Kindred, but to be honest, I don't think about it very often. I think about Infinite Jest a lot. Um, there's a lot in there. There's some really problematic stuff that brought it down from a five-star for me. But it is a intensely powerful book. There is some really memorable stuff in there. And I think it is a, a flawed masterpiece to sound even more like the bro I am.
0: Oh, no. um,
2: but
1: yeah, I, I think it's going to be my book of the year. I, I, it really is an impressive book and I've thought about it a lot so Ooh. sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that
3: means Toby should automatically lose Russian Rule List because he seems to like these long books yeah, so he much does.
2: you see guys there's nothing to fear from Russian Rule List you might get your next book of the year it's true definitely bragging right? Uh, yeah it's true
1: <laughs> Bailey uh, take the heat off me what's your book of the year
0: well, my book of the year, the honest answer is Great Believers, but that was on Andrew's list and he's already mentioned it. So, mine,
1: the one you guys that- just can't keep yourself to one freaking answer, can anyway, you? Anyway,
0: so
3: well, it's, you, uh, what's more fun, Toby? You just m- say massy my answer is makers. this.
2: This is this? Is why this. this is no why
1: elaboration, no shades of gray. It's so strange because Bailey is such an adherer to the rules, except for these cases. This is
0: just introducing the real answer. The real answer uh-huh, is uh-huh. True Biz by Sarah Novich. This Ooh. is one that we haven't hmm. talked about yet, um, but this is, I just found it really well written fast interesting perspective it follows a group of deaf teenagers at a uh, deaf boarding school i think it was or high school um and i just really enjoyed it read it fast and have been recommending it so true biz is my answer da, 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 da. nice Pages I still... may
3: recall that bailey liked that book so much she wouldn't tolerate toby and i making business jokes because that wasn't <laughs> what it meant
0: <laughs> not funny <laughs> Okay, guys, well, that, those are our awards. Bookend awards! Bookend Congratulations
1: awards! Congratulations to
3: all the winners, especially the ones who are locked away under Venice
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's an honor just to be nominated. Now is the time where we play a game. This was created by Pedro in friend of the podcast, Brent Godwin. Shout out to Brent, thank you for coming up with this idea. This is where De- um, De- we've been bragging a lot about everything that we've read, all the pages, and now we test, do we actually uh, process and recall any of the information we took in. So we are going to (laughs) quiz each other, three questions each, on the books we read this year and see who has the best recall.
3: And spoiler alert, we usually don't remember the books very well. Spoiler alert,
0: I usually get zero points. So I will start and I will ask Toby a question. Oh,
2: crap. (laughs) I
0: like this question just based on where this podcast has taken us so far. Um, Toby, in... Mm-hmm. Wizard's first rule by, <laughs> by Terry Good. Oh, <laughs> yes, by Terry Goodkind. Um, what is the wizard's first
1: rule? Oh, the wizard's first rule is people are stupid.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, you got it.
1: Yeah, nice. The hate was powerful enough to burn that on your yeah. mind. Yeah, because huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, because I remember I remember like they tease what the f- rule is for like many many pages, and then the like super smart wizard guy is like, here it is. People are stupid, and he's like <laughs> sassy about it, and you're like, okay, okay, um, guy, me, All right? This
2: book is stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Andrew, uh, I am quizzing you, and I have arranged my questions one easy, one medium, and one hard. So we're gonna start with easy. gotcha. I started I tried to do that for you as well, Bailey when it comes to. The I times. did
0: the same. Oh, oh, nice. oh look at us.
1: <laughs> oh look at us. All right. Andrew. in the book This is how you lose the Time War, our two narrators are identified only by colors. <laughs> what are those colors?
3: Red and blue, just like the Halo web series that Dylan is probably laughing about right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was smiling about it too. There you go. Yeah, red and blue. Good, All right, right, look
3: at us go. We're doing so. This is more than we have done previous years getting anything right. So nope. this is great. <laughs>
0: no pressure on me.
3: This one is gettable, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so Bailey, mm-hmm. are you ready for your question? I guess. In *Summer Suns* by Lee Mandelo, what university did the protagonist? In quotation marks, attend.
0: <laughs> One of my issues with the book is the protagonist didn't go to class and, and do the work enough. Um, <laughs> I think I think it was Vanderbilt.
3: And that is correct. Yes! Good job, Bailey. Nice. Yes. I, yes. Wow.
0: Phew, I know it was in the South. Okay, okay, okay. Phew. Toby, question two, medium yeah. difficulty. What is the profession of Ulysses Maru in Planet of the Apes, the main character? What is his profession?
1: The main character? He's a journalist. Ugh. Oh.
0: You are right. I thought I, yeah. could, thought I could get you with the Charlton Heston of it all. But no, he is a journalist.
1: No, no. Wow, I'm very happy with myself. And strangely enough, my second question for Andrew is also about an occupation. In Crime and Punishment, what is the occupation of the old woman that Roshkolnikov murders? She is a pawnbroker. Oh, guys, we're so good.
0: He just read that book. I did
1: just read that last week. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought it was obscure enough. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was
3: too easy. No, it's good. I'm glad to have gotten the point. I feel bad about my question for Bailey now. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) She has options, though. Okay. In my shadow book of the year, uh, and the book you actually read for the podcast, The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, name three subjects of the essays you don't need to get them word perfect, but as close as you can. There are lots of choices, and if you just remember three of them, you get your point.
0: Okay, Liverpool Football Club.
3: I will call. You'll never walk alone. And there's two essays that that go on that. I will call that correct.
0: Okay, this is so crazy. There's so many um, signing like five hundred thousand uh, copies of your own signature.
3: That's definitely features. I'm just double checking that there is an essay specifically about that. In my heart there is, having read this <laughs> book.
1: <laughs> I remember that essay. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's called It might have been a, a something he did, a, you know, promoting this book, so I don't know. I, yeah,
3: th- that is definitely an essay. I just, I think it might have a sort of creative title, so I will give it to you.
0: Okay. Okay, last one. Um, hmm. You wrote about everything, man. Um, I mean, he definitely reviewed like some kind of music musician. So that's the best I got.
3: <laughs> that's
1: too general. No.
3: Yeah, I think that's too general. I'm so sorry, Bailey. A few options. Uh, the song "Old Lang Syne, which was one of my favorites of, of the essays. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, the yeah. film Harvey. Haley's Comet. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, the Mountain mm. Goats viral meningitis and let's throw (laughs) one last one let's throw in super mario kart
0: um yeah i meant the mountain goats so correct (laughs) okay toby i'm hoping this question is hard but i don't know if it is last question name the name of the u.s president in infinite jest
1: oh it's It's like it's very funny and i can't remember I i have no idea that was one of the first books I read of the year.
0: Oh, was it?
2: <laughs> this, is, this is how we find out he didn't read Infinite Jest.
0: <laughs> the answer um, is uh, Johnny Gentle.
1: Yep. So. President Gentle. <laughs> oh, it's a good name. Um, Andrew, after my first two maybe quite easy questions, this one is definitely a leap up in difficulty. Excellent. Um, I want you to name one other story from the short story collection, The Snows of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Okay. A Clean Well Lighted Place. Ah, oh, oh, my gosh. You're right. Very well done.
0: Perfect score.
1: D- 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 dab on them, Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> it's three for three. Maybe okay. I made them too easy this year. I'll keep that in mind for next year. I will say
3: I had previously read A Clean Well Lighted Place, and that's the reason it stuck out. I can think of a lot of the other stories, but I do not have any of the other titles. So that was mm. kind of just... Dumb luck on my end. (laughs) Shouldn't have confessed that because I'm taking it away. Now you're good. No, you can't. I win. (laughs) All right, Bailey. Yes. See if you can tie Toby or if you fall in ignominy. (laughs) In the book Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead, what is the name of the first victim? Oh. Johnny Gentle. For context, this isn't that ridiculous of a question. They all have, um, they all have like nicknames that are pretty unique.
0: Yeah, it's it's her neighbor, and she gives him a nickname. I want to say like the hairy beast or something. I fall into ignominy. What is it?
3: Oh my gosh, the hairy beast is so close. It's Bigfoot. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Okay, you were so close. That's you get. What, you yeah. get. I get half, if not any points. (laughs) No half. You don't get half, but that's fair.
0: You know what? I did better than I did last year. But congratulations, Andrew! Best recall of the year. Good job. Worst job, me. Medium job, Toby. But
3: to be fair, that is like leaps and bounds better than we we have ever done before. Because even the ones you got wrong, Bailey, you were close. (laughs) Thank you. There have been (laughs) ones where we're just like, I don't.
0: I have no idea. Easy
3: question. I don't even remember reading that book. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, guys, it's time. I'm, Ugh, a, I'm afraid. I don't
3: want to, though.
0: So it's time for us to play the scariest game of all, Russian Roulette. This game was created by Dylan um, in order to torture us. Yep. Um, and he loves it. Yep. <laughs> this is his favorite moment of the year. Yep. Um, and you can introduce the rules. But before you do, I think we should introduce what we are wagering, which is whoever loses this game has to read what we believe is the most difficult book on our shelves. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. this is how we read Infinite Justice, this is how we read Les Miserables. Who wants to go first? Andrew, do you have the same book as always?
3: I don't want to, but I don't think I can get away (laughs) with not wagering it. (laughs) So yes, I'm going to wager, um, for the third year in a row, Robert Burton's, I think, 1,700 page. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> musing on sadness from the 1500s i might be getting some facts incorrect titled the anatomy of melancholy oh, um boy. i will say if three years in a row this doesn't get russian rule listed i may take that as a sign and remove it for
1: next year but i'm wagering it again okay
0: <laughs> andrew andrew Andrew. toby what about you
1: yeah well i got hit with infinite chess last year And um, because I manage my own list, I don't actually have any books that terrify me on it. So I had to go out and find one. (laughs) Um, I have chosen to wager this year... a book called Duck's Newburyport. And I have a brief synopsis of it here. Duck's Newburyport is a 2019 novel by British author Lucy Ellman. The novel is written in the stream of consciousness narrative style and consists of a single long sentence with brief clauses that start with the phrase, the fact that more than 19,000 times. The book runs over 1,000 pages. It won the 2019 Goldsmiths Prize and was shortlisted for the 2019 Booker Prize. So I think this is actually a pretty good, comparison to Infinite Jest. It is very, very long. It is contemporary. And it's actually quite highly thought of. And I am curious to read it, but also terrified. Bailey, what are you wagering?
0: I just don't know why you do this to yourself. The other day, I walked past that book in the bookstore, and it was big. It's supposed
1: to be.
3: It's supposed to be a scary
0: book. Okay.
3: I got to say, I'd rather read that than The Anatomy of (laughs) (laughs) Melancholy.
0: Probably. Me too. Fair. Well, last year, I wagered a book that didn't have the highest page count, but was scary because it is written in French, and I haven't taken French since college and it's called Army of Shadows by Joseph Cassell but this year I'm going to switch it up because I'm a little more scared of this other book which mm. is The Mitfords edited by Charlotte Mosley it is 804 pages of letters between six sisters from the early 20th century, maybe late 19th century. Mm. And and so it's just these letters, nonfiction, primary documents between them. This was given to me as a gift by my friend Camille, who I really trust. And she was like, this book was great. I read it over a year and like, I really found it interesting because there's so much unsaid between the letters. So it's like, you also have to think about what's what's not on the page, but also the the main crux, (laughs) the main draw is that... Two of the sisters, um, Bellatrix and whatever Lestrange, were based on them because they were like um, oh. mistresses of Hitler and like this kind of thing. So that's Whoa. interesting
1: to me. <laughs> you buried um, the lead on that one, Bailey. Yeah. I know. We, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that is interesting, and yet it's also eight hundred pages of primary documents where a lot is unsaid. So the Mitfords is my major. Wow. Okay. Dylan.
3: All right.
2: That Dylan. Sounds, that's a good wager. Yeah, thank you. Okay. I'm shaking. You guys need to refresher on how the game works. <laughs> the listeners certainly do. <laughs> I, have of, I have in front of me the list of all the books that you guys read this year, and will go round one by one. You guys just have to say one book you read this year. I have selected one book for Andrew and Toby. From each of their lists. And if they pick it, then they lose. Mm. For Bailey, i picked pick two because she read twice as much. And I don't want to make things easy for her. And if you say something you didn't read this year, then you automatically lose. <sighs>
1: okay. Ooh, okay.
2: Any questions? <laughs> Who goes first?
1: I hate this game. <laughs> All right, David has pumpkins. Uh, Andrew will go right, first because he hasn't
2: lost this yet. We'll do this um, snake style. Ready? Andrew, go.
1: <laughs> um, okay.
3: Oligarchy. Click.
2: And click means. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I forgot how much how how scary that pause is.
0: My turn. Yep. Boy, snowbird.
1: Click. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, none of them seem safe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, trust. Click. Oh, oh my god, oh. now I have to do another one. <laughs> the Left-Handed Booksellers of London. Click.
0: Misty of Chincoteague. Click.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs>
1: the Great
3: Believers. Click. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Tough.
0: Click. <gasps> um, mm. um, the Prophet.
2: Click.
1: Yes. Infinite Jest. Click. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Falconer. Click.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, the love hypothesis.
3: Click. Huh. Wow. God, I have to do two now. Um, the waves. Click. Hmm? Portrait of the artist as a young man. Click. Oh, you nasty boy. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> Uh, drive
2: your plow over the
0: bones of the dead. Boom. Oh! oh! <laughs> wow.
3: A year's worth of tension is out of my system, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry Bailey's
2: word, True Biz, uh, drive your plow over the bones of the dead, Toby was Planet of the Apes, and Andrew was Crime and Punishment.
0: Uh, I I knew in my oh. heart. I knew, okay. I knew it was going to be True Biz. I knew, and so I was like, <laughs> not that one. <laughs>
2: I had a feeling that Crime and
3: Punishment was a trap because I I think that you're like, would have psychologically been like, he would assume I wouldn't have picked the most recent one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I was like, I'm definitely not picking that. I was Um, staying away from Kindred. I was like, there's no way I'm going to pick Kindred because he thinks.
0: You know what? It's going to be long. It's going to be difficult, but I'm not as scared of it as I am of Les Miserables or you know, Anna Karenina (laughs) to read. So
1: it'll be okay.
0: Um, I will do what, what did we call it? Like, I'm not going to do it on the next episode. I'm going to do it on the episode after that. A little extra. Right. You've already
3: had your next book picked, Bailey. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Okay, Andrew. I hope we just get Anatomy of Melancholy on just one random episode in April for you. Um,
3: <laughs> I mean, if the, if you have to get it, this is the way to get it because you get some more prep time. <laughs> yes, still,
0: it's true. <laughs> uh, all right, so that means first books of twenty twenty four will be The Wangs Versus the World by Jay Chang for me, and Toby's reading In the Miso Soup by Ria Murakami. And then followed by The Mitfords for me and Andrew's reading Stay True by Huasu. So here's to
1: 2024.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's filled with lots of shame and me losing it again.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just drained. I, I feel completely drained. I, I, I can't think of anything else to say. I'm right there with
3: you, Toby. It's just such a wave of relief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to all the Pageos, new and old, for following us this year. We really appreciate you and everything you've done for us. So... Let's, let's do it yeah. again next year. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read list podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads, Instagram, and the Storygraph at the To Read list podcast.
1: If you have enjoyed our podcast and the terrifying games we make each other endure, please go onto your podcatcher of choice and rate us five stars um, and leave us a review. Um, We'd love to hear from you. It really makes our day. When we see a new review pop up, we send it to each other in the chat, in the group chat we have, and we send you good vibes through the ether. So please do it
3: and if you have a group of people that you sit around in a circle and wager your hardest book with (laughs) i've the exact kind of people that would like to listen to this podcast so tell your friends uh word of mouth is our best way of finding new listeners and we'd appreciate it if you let somebody know
0: thanks to toby and andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me to dylan for sound recording and to miss jillian beth Durkee for composing our intro song see you in 2024 happy reading
2: Books, 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 books 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 click click click